CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. We are live. We were just laughing hysterically off the air, so that makes it a little different. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we'll be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB, and back with me this week is Morgan. I'm here. She'll spend a lot of her time off camera, but not a ton this week, but she's here to keep me in line with all those buttons. Before we get started, if you're watching, this is shown simultaneously on, that's hard to say. It actually is. YouTube, Facebook, the THP website homepage, Mm -hmm. as well as the THP forum. Wherever you're on, like the post, subscribe if it's a place that you can subscribe to. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It's not that hard. Like, hey, this show is the worst or this show is great. Whatever you want to say. Uh, it helps a lot more than people know. It, it really pops up in people's feeds more than you know. Um, we have a jam-packed show this week. Yes, we do. Uh, as you guys saw from the teaser, we are going to talk some tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, taco life is a real thing. Yes. And we're going to dive into that a little bit. Uh, we have a granddaddy participant to announce. Uh-huh. Um, that was a really tough contest. And we'll get to more on that soon. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people struggled with the entries. And I don't want to say struggle. It was up to them what to do. But right. it was supposed to be YU. And I think some people tried either to be funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's them. Right. Or to try to find the things that would be the thing that we wanted to hear. Yeah. See, that's always hard because people it want is. to write like what you think they want. Right. You want to hear. And maybe this time we should have gone to a little bit of depth of who was judging. Some of these people are not forum members. Right. And uh, so they were getting strictly the words. There was no names attached to it. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing there. But uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into a lot of different things today. And I think it's going to be a fun show, but yeah. there's also some big announcements. We're also announcing the winner of the Aerojet driver last yep, week. We are. Well, you are. Yeah, we just had that discussion. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Who gets the camera on them to announce. Yes. So um, I'm going off topic right away, though. Oh, my God. We literally just had a conversation <laughs> about this, too. So... As you guys know, with the birth of this studio, we moved into a new place. That sounds painful. Birth it, of. It's a big table. It probably <laughs> would be. Go on. Um, and I can safely say that all interior construction of this place is done. Yes. And For it now. Feels, it's done. <laughs> For now. Um but one of the things we did, and you're going to get mad at me for talking about this, is something I wanted to say because it's something you've always wanted and you finally got, which is we converted a dining room, a formal dining room, because yes. nobody used those anymore. Yeah. We walled it up and turned it into a giant walk-in pantry. We did. And you've wanted this forever. Oh, this is in my dream for like a decade. And maybe it's finally life. there, but it's pretty weird because it's outside the, it's right past the old pantry, which is now a storage unit. Mm-hmm. And I go into the old one every single time. I, know, I laugh because I hear him walk and I know I wait and I hear him open that door because it kind of makes like a little squeak. And I laugh so hard every single time he walks in there. And then he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, now it's a gigantic pantry that holds everything you could possibly imagine. And and it has a fridge in it too. It has a fridge in it. So yeah. nobody uses formal dining rooms anymore, I don't think. No, and it was a really small dining room anyway. Yeah, it, it was didn't a even small dining table. room. And the ironic part of it, maybe ironic, I don't know, mm-hmm. is the place where other people, you know, for an open concept house would keep a dining room table is larger and holds our actual table. Yeah, it fit the table better. So, not that anybody really gives a shit about this stuff, but, no. I, you know, we like to talk about what's going on in our lives and that is officially done. Yes. Finally, I, 
I'll be honest. I walk in there all the time and I just stare at it. Yeah, I do. Like you can it, probably post a couple pictures up on the forum for those that want to see, just to kind of okay. give them a, a gist I of it. I get so happy. We call it new pantry now. I yeah. do. <laughs> I call it new pantry versus old pantry. I don't call it anything. But, <laughs> um, the other thing is the tech studio is basically done. Yeah, we got uh, the TV hung. The TV is hung above where the build station is. We're going to have a, a lot coming up from that, including some videos, and we're going to do a guided tour of it and things like that. Uh, new mat is in place. Shout out to uh, Indoor Golf Shop yes. and the Sig Pro Softy, which is the greatest mat ever created. It's amazing. Um, so cool. So we've been fiber built users for a long time. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we that, that's a great mat. Don't I don't want anybody to construe this as oh, if I have a fiber built, I have to run out and replace. Oh no 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 no, not at all. Although you probably should. <laughs> um, you know, hitting off of a mat indoors can be kind of jarring on the joints. I use graphite shafts; it's not as bad. Right, but. Uh, Tech Studio 2.0, after I reviewed the Sig Pro Softy about a year ago, I said in the future, and we had already known we were building a new one, all mats will be this. Right. And we made that change. Mm -hmm. um, it is night and day when you hit off of it versus every mat I've ever experienced. You're standing, it's slightly squishy, but not to the point where you're like balancing. Oh, yeah. Um, and when it's you hit, stable. it kind of feels a little bit more like real grass. Like, yeah. It, it's really, really really good it's also less expensive than the fiber built which Isn't i found it? kind of interesting huh. and as you wear out that hitting part you just pop that part out put a new one in and away you go huh. we're going to jump to talking about simulators in a second but i'm still talking about the mat and i wanted to say one of the things that i always found interesting with simulation golf is when you're hitting out of the rough or the sand you're still hitting off of a grass mat right so the Sig Pro Softy, in my opinion, has a way to yank that middle piece up and put a piece with larger carpet pile, um, something that simulates sand a little bit. And I've brought that to the indoor golf shop people. I have no idea if anybody's ever going to make something like that. It would be also be a pain in the ass to pull it up every time you hit in the rough, which like for somebody like me is a lot. But, <laughs> um, I don't know it, that it would be that big of a pain. It, it's a really interesting concept to plop that out and get a little more dynamic real life thing so it's something where i'm exploring because i might try to build one myself to fit in there and i'll keep people in the loop um switching gears a little bit back to last week mm -hmm. when you weren't with me uh mm -hmm. i talked a little bit about the passion for the game mm -hmm. and i i tasked people like what is the passion because it's super hard to put into words i i don't quite understand well passion is an emotion and emotion is really hard to put into words yeah i think that that's fair and i I've, i have this passion for the game even though i don't get to play a ton anymore um it's kind of funny i was talking to a friend of mine about this since we've been back in florida i've played one round of golf in florida and it was only for 12 holes yeah you don't play much here but you've been playing on the road because yeah. you have to now yeah so you know i i don't get to play a lot but there's this passion there and somebody asked on the forum is the passion for equipment the same as the passion for the game? Are they intertwined? And at first I was like, yeah, they're probably intertwined. And then I started thinking, I'm like, no, I don't think they are. Hmm. It's a good question. I, I have a really strong passion for golf equipment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're 15 years into this. And every time we have a package coming, I get just as excited today as I did from 2008 when we started this thing. Yeah. But I do think that it's intertwined because it's still for the game of golf. 
But I have a really strong passion for marketing in general. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it the equipment because of marketing? Is it the equipment because of technology? Both. Both. Yeah. So I get really fascinated getting down to the minutia about the equipment, Mm -hmm. um, about new innovation, even if it's not innovation that people see or are discussed. Like I was talking to somebody, uh, well, Mike Yagley, our audience knows him pretty well. We were talking about the sound of drivers and he said, um, the amount of internal stuff that's done for the sound is shockingly bigger than anybody would imagine. Oh, I'm not surprised you know, between at all. Ribs, an internal rib structure, between materials and irons that are internal, things like that. And it's not really discussed. You either you hit a driver and you either like it or you don't. But I'm really interested in both that side of it and how products are brought to market. Mm-hmm. And I'll relate this back to, again, a launch monitor discussion that we'll have a little later on. But I watched SkyTrack bring a product to market that launched today, right. the SkyTrack Plus, And it's a really, really good unit. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But it dawned on me that when I'm thinking about other launch monitors that come to market, before this year, there really wasn't a launch strategy for launch monitors. They kind of put it in the hands of the retail partners and the retail partners, be it Indoor golf shop, rain or shine, you know, uh, the play one that I always forget the name of. Um, they kind of market it and put it out, and then people start talking about it on social media. And I've watched Rapsodo do it with their launch, which was really well done, despite some hiccups going on currently. Skytrax today was one of the best I'd seen. I thought the Bushnell Launch Pro GC3 wasn't as good, but uh, the device was kind of groundbreaking in a lot of ways, price mm-hmm. point wise. So, I think that that goes back to, I get really excited about the messaging that's coming with products and be that new drivers and irons that are coming out during what I call launch season in January or the stuff that happens after that fact, you know, the stuff like uh, a a niche product like Greg Big Bertha launched late last year and people are like, oh, it's the Big Bertha replacement. No, 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 it's a little different than that. So I'm curious... And I'll task people to throw it in the chat or on our forum or social media after the fact. Are you passionate about golf equipment the same way you are about the game? Less, more, indifferent? Are they intertwined? I'm asking you guys. I'm really curious what you guys think. Um, Because it's something, obviously, it's a passion of mine. So I'm curious where you guys stand with that. We're going to switch gears. Okay. And we're going to jump right into THP or questions because we have some really good ones. This yeah, week. we have some really good ones. The first one was around putter releases. Mm-hmm. You know, every time there's a new product that launches, driver, irons, wedges, there's a feature story that goes up and then people start talking about it. Golfers try it and then they post their feedback on places like social, the THP forum, stuff like that. Why isn't there the same kind of buzz around putter releases? It's a good question. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Putter seems just like it's the last club you use. Yeah. It's like, whatever. It's the last club you use. I think it's one that replaced a little less mm-hmm. than That's true, some actually. of the other ones, even though the data suggests it might not be. But I think it is. Um, you know I- what else, too, is that people – I'll switch to the bullet for a second. People, they – Sometimes switch around. They'll have like two or three putters that they kind of rotate between, mm-hmm. but you don't really see somebody have like two or three sets of irons that they're going to rotate between. Except our four members. Well, but yes. Yeah. But like the core golfer is not, you know, like most golfers aren't going to do that, but they might actually have three or four different putters that they do. So maybe that's why it's like, oh, it's just, it's just a putter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. it dawned on me that 
when Odyssey releases a putter, it's usually at the beginning of the year, there's a big launch story around sure. it. You know, whether that's their Toulon design line or their Odyssey line. When some of the other ones don't, there really isn't a big marketing story behind it. They're just kind of there. Ping did a little bit with the um, limited edition stuff this year with the patent line. Scotty Cameron does in spots, mm-hmm. but the limited release stuff is more like, here it is. Because they know it's going to sell. I'm going to interject real quick because there's some comments coming through. Sure. And it makes a lot of sense with some of the things that people are saying, which like if you think about it, like a driver, it's like, look how far you're going to hit it now. And even with like a golf ball, it's like how much further you can hit the golf ball. With a putter, it's like you're going to hit it straighter. Like you're not hitting it faster. You're not hitting it farther. Maybe. That's not exciting. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like I, there's no it, excitement to it. Stability stories. Really? Sorry. Sorry. Stability stories are not as exciting. Alignment stories aren't as exciting when putters are very personal and it's about looks and it's hard to convey feel and messaging. So I think that could be part of it too. Good thing the camera was on me as you yawn. I know. I, I made sure it was too. Um, <laughs> but we're curious what you guys think. Do you want more stories and features on putters? I thought that uh, the last year, Edel Golf with their fitting story was fantastic. Yeah. And it really dives in. I urge anybody that is truly interested in the tech and putters to check out the Adele fitting, like a true Adele fitting. It's fascinating with the, the lasers and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. really cool. But I also think with putters, and we got this question earlier on the forum, like, why? what do you do to practice putting? Because I wrote, if you're just going out there and putting more, you're not really practicing putting. Mm-hmm. You're getting more repetition, but it's not really practicing. It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Um, people fall in love with the look and shape of a putter. Mm-hmm. And they're reluctant to make a change there i would agree even if it's not the best fit for them whether it's because what they saw on tour whether it's the miraculous well it feels right so i want to play that i think a lot of that feel stuff is made up um and i think it's a comfort thing even if you were to go and show them this putter fits you right Mm -hmm. and because of that this is what you should use there's a reluctance there so i think that's part of it um but it's not as glamorous you know it should be because it's in a lot of people's eyes, more beautiful and personal, think but it's not it, as glamorous. Think of it like this, right? A putter is like a minivan, right? And a driver is like a sports car. But the irony being one's larger and one's smaller and it's the other way around. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I get that. it's more exciting to drive a sports car that goes really fast and then a minivan that's practical and serves a great purpose. But I mean, yeah, it's not every chicks dig the log ball. Exactly. Everybody, everybody likes to hit it further and straighter. And, and I get that. I'll say one more thing about the putter aspect. I, f- I tend to believe that most will call them higher handicap golfers tend to think they're pretty good at putting because mm, yeah. the miss is so much more manageable yet the difference between make and miss and putting is so dynamic that a small tweak to a putter could make the difference in five strokes around. Oh, absolutely. You see it on tour all the time. Guys can hit, you know, two fairways over, but they can still end up saving par because of their putter. Yeah. Um, Going to the next TH beer question. And this one's all about you. It is. During the show last week, I made mention, somebody asked a question about, I was laughing because of my response and Uh, I kept posting it over and over again. (laughs) How many people are the right fit? And I went into kind of detail about why I feel so strongly about it. Different numbers for different things. And you were adamant. (laughs) I was like eight. It's eight. 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 
jump in and explain your story. Okay. First, I will say he's correct in the fact that different events do dictate. Can you guys record that? No. Erase that. We're going to erase that. But no, like I do agree that different events do kind of. Somebody just wrote in the chat, I'm cutting you off. Yeah. And I couldn't see their name. It says you can pick up more ladies in a minivan than a Ferrari. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can I mean, fit you, more ladies. You can fit in, more ladies in it. You're not and picking unless them up. You're, the ladies you're picking up are your children. Unless you're trying to go on a date. Yeah. We that's called that, we saw that on live pd or whatever the other night they don't really like that no, no that's called putting chloroform on the floor and saying sniff this towel yeah right it's, it's not good anyway okay so my thought process behind the eight is that i've said for a really long time i think a smaller event is better i just think that you get more one-on-one -on -one time especially when it comes to having some sort of an r d representative or some somebody from the company being there i think that you get a better bonding time with the other participants that are there and I just think that it feels like as a participant, like a more, like a, a more special experience because you feel, I don't know how else to say, you just feel more special from a organization standpoint. It is extremely, I backed myself into a corner with using the word extremely. Yeah. I did, but it's, it's a lot easier for me to organize eight than it is to say, organize 16 people. Um, with that said, I do agree that some events could go to 12. I don't particularly care for the 16. I think that's just too much. I think 12 really would be the max, but I think eight is truly that sweet spot where everybody can have a good time and everybody can feel really special and get their one-on-one -on -one kind of uh, attention and get that bonding experience, like I mentioned. Um, it also sometimes when it comes to food and beverage, when I'm organizing that, it sometimes opens up more opportunity because they sometimes will have, especially in the dormy networks, they'll have special menus that I can do actually for the smaller groups. And that's actually coming up in an event coming up soon. I'm not going to say too much about that, but where it's not even going to be in the main dining room. Oh yeah. And that can't happen if there's more than eight people. So that is correct. I'm just putting that out there. That's, that's, that's a good thought on it. And, uh, <laughs> Like I said, I, I like the eight. I think that sometimes, you know, you get companies that want to have three or four people there. They're, it spreads and it I, around a little bit. I agree bit. with you. I do. Like I said, I, I you were right. But I still think Hit 16, that record button. Folks. <laughs> I still think 16 is too many. Um, moving to the next THPR question. What changes in the last 15 years are you most proud of? And oh. I put I put a lot of thought into this. Uh, probably too much. Um, the first is like if you go through the timeline there's so many you know yeah. the first was moving from big tour van to little tour van yes was a dramatic change for us for a lot of different reasons in terms of visibility right um the second would be we used to get assistance with planning our events and frankly we just weren't happy with them mm -hmm. we thought they were good they was great for just getting together people to play golf but that's not what we were trying to do no i'm really glad or i should say i'm really happy with the way that we've started to really hone in yeah, on that to make them make the most them... unbelievable experiences yeah. in the world so i would say that probably uh there's a few others switching forum software was oh, a huge one for yeah. us yeah i mean it was one of the most stressful experiences yeah. i literally was doing it in the car as we were driving, we were at an event and I'm like sitting there in the car trying to get everything switched over. That one that was, was scary. up there yeah. because I'm not a fan of the former software. It worked. No, yeah. But it was as people who started this thing, website, form software, and everything else, we weren't really forum people. 
So, I, I didn't even know what a form was. You, you learn kind of on the fly. So, you know, part of that stuff was, was up there. I think, uh, you know, if we go back 12 years, I think we had the first golf podcast. It's kind of weird to think about that. You know, we, we went away from it for a while and all these others. Yeah. We were the first at a lot of things in golf. The interviews with, you know, R&D people bringing golf video <laughs> To the real thing. I still remember what, what was the, the the LPGA person that I interviewed. She's like seven feet tall, and she Suzanne the, and Pedersen. She scared the crap out of me. Yeah, she was really scary. She was really nice, but she's just she's intimidating, and she's tall. She's big, um, not big, big. Like she's just like she's she, a, she's she, a lot of woman. <laughs> the uh, so you know, there's been a I mean lot that of in changes. a nice way. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Um, so there's been a lot of changes and I think we're pretty proud of all of them. They don't always work. No. Uh -uh. Um, you know, but there's been a lot of changes, but we were first in so many things first with the, now everybody with an Instagram account or a YouTube account has an RV that they're traveling around and playing golf. Courses. Yeah. And we did that a decade ago. Yeah. But that we were talking about this the other day, the conveniences that exist now mm-hmm. would have made that so much easier. Oh there was no God. streaming. You barely had mobile Wi-Fi when you were out there. You had to have a well, little brick to do it. You couldn't even hotspot, really. We have questions coming later okay. about what my least favorite traveling experience oh, was. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. And it's going to relate to the RV. Yeah, there was no... Yeah. One of the things that was funny is there was no Uber. There was no transportation no. once you got there. No. All this stuff would have made life conveniences so much easier yeah. to probably... We might still be doing it. Maybe not. Maybe not. But, Although I will say, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I loved sleeping overnight in Walmart parking lots. I just thought that was the great. And now you can do it at uh, Cracker Barrel. Yeah, Cracker Barrel. Yeah, too. they didn't have that back then, but you um, can now. Oh, and just I'm just going to throw this out there, just in case anybody ever decides to go RVing. If you have a car attached to the back of your do RV, not back up. do not back up. <laughs> Nothing good's going to come from that. I'm just going to say, I was right in that situation too. <laughs> It wasn't our best moment. No. We've had some, we had some um, moments on the road. So I hope that gives you some ideas. We've done so many changes. One of them, building the tech studio, the first Stuart one. Stuart Maynard just wrote. I, I can't read the comments as they're coming through. So. Uh, he said we couldn't park that in our bougie neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't park it in his neighborhood either. Actually, so they, there is a sprinter yeah, van in, in our neighborhood. I think he actually owns a like a service. Uh, he might. Um, switching gears a little bit. We, I mentioned earlier, Skytrack Plus launched and the Golf Simulator launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Skytrack Plus launched and other Golf Simulators have launched. Right. And I, I talked to just a second ago about the conveniences that go along with life. I mean, we're not a handful of years ago. We're outside of Skytrack. A home simulator was tens of thousands oh, of dollars. Yeah, no, it was very, very rare that somebody had that. Now... You can jump into home simulators for $699. I know. Um, now. That's a mind-blown emoji yeah, type situation right not there. Not all of them work all that well. Uh, some of them work better than others. And I think some companies rush to market. I'm going back to FlightScope when they launched the Mevo. Here's your personal thing. Yep. That thing's a fucking turn. Sorry. <gasps> we were so good. Sorry. That thing is literally you should just light money on fire. I, it's just awful. That hurts my soul. Um. That is a terrible device, both of them, and you should consider switching to something better. But Skytrack launched, you know, a decade ago, probably more, mm-hmm. and the device worked. Yeah, it had some flaws, but you know, decade-old stuff. Yeah, 
It's technology. Technology has flaws. The new one we're seeing, listen, you're going to have a full simulator with club data and everything. Three grand. Yeah. Like, that's really good. I think three grand is a pretty good sweet spot too yeah, for and most I think consumers. For a lot of people, that three grand number gives you the opportunity to do two things. First, you can go all in five grand and have an amazing setup. Nice mat, good net, have a small little monitor on the side and really be pretty good. Yeah. It also gives you the ability to, if you want a big enclosure, you know, something like we have here uh -huh. um, and the top of the line hitting mat and all the other features, you can do that and run a SkyTrack and it doesn't look like the SkyTrack doesn't belong. Right. Um, you know, $3,500 Bushnell launched the Launch Pro and that's a really solid device too. We have a GC3. Yeah. Um, my, my issue with that one in general is that well, I'll get into the differences coming up here in a second, but the subscription costs for that are rather high. Yes. And remain high. Yes. And that, that is a bummer. Yeah. Whereas the SkyTrack subscription costs are much, much lower, mm -hmm. but the GC3, you can drop down on the range, get good numbers, good data and things like that. So there is a little bit of a difference. Yeah. It's really a, a personal preference. Yeah, it is. Uh, but if, you, if you're looking for home simulation, I would recommend the SkyTrack over the GC3. That's my personal opinion. But one of the things that I always thought was lacking a little bit in this was the actual simulation, the user interface simulation, mm -hmm. whether it's sound as the ball hits the ground and things like that. And Foresight, who nobody needs to ask that's been on our forum, knows that I'm a big, we use a GC quad. Uh, we have a GC3. Um it's the most accurate. Camera is the most accurate. It's not debatable. Right. Camera is the most accurate as far as picking up things indoors. I've always found their user interface a little lacking. I think their software is a little weird. It doesn't work on Mac. It needs a very high-powered PC to run it. There, It's quirky at times. When you're actually playing, it works great. Oh, sure. But I always thought SkyTrack did that part better, the user interface part. With SkyTrack Plus, we're going to see what they do. I think it's in its infancy. They have major, major plans for mm -hmm. software. And I always said that software was the only thing holding Foresight back to be the best there is. Right. It is the best there is, but to be that kind of thing. But, you know, GC Quad is substantially more expensive than, you know, a SkyTrack or sure. even a GC3. But that was a huge learning curve for us because we're Mac users yeah. and trying to learn how to use, remember how to use a Windows computer. Yeah was really hard. Yeah. And there, I know that sounds silly, but there, there's no option. Yeah. I mean, you can do some stuff on an iPad and things like that, but I think that that's, we're going to see, we're now hitting that trend of consumer launch monitors. Yes, definitely. But the next step is we're going to see the user interface and simulation and whoever does it best is going to be the team that wins. I agree. And personally, I wouldn't bet against SkyTrack because they have the data points from the instruction. That's just my personal feeling mm -hmm. as a foresight user. I say that. So I'm going to jump back into some more THP or questions because I've made mention that we did, I did a video late last year, middle last year with a company that asked if they could interview me about the business of THP. Mm, I remember. If you haven't watched that, I recommend if you're interested at all, if you're not interested, who gives a shit, you know? Um, but if you're interested at all, I, I, I go pretty detailed and, pretty transparent about what we do for a living and how we do it and what the earnings are. And I didn't say those numbers, right. but you know how we do things and stuff like that. And one of the things that was asked during that is what are you not good at? And I was like, Oh shit, there's a lot of things I'm not good at, but one of them is social media. 
And I've talked about that a bit on here. Um, and I should say, I'm not the only person that does social media for THP. You help out with it. Like it's, there's stuff that takes place, but I'm fucking terrible. At I'm terrible at it. And not even going to say anything. <laughs> okay. Um, but we're working to get better at it. Yes. And we've been better as of late. Yes. Um, and you should give yourself the credit for it. Cause I'm truly terrible with social media, you know, up a pretty substantial percentage on certain platforms, not up on others, but getting there. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make a concerted effort to be better at it. If you see our posts on, on social media, share them. Yeah. Like that, help it us helps out. help, help us out. It, it matters. Like them, share them, respond to them. Mm -hmm. If we pay, take one of our social posts and post it on the forum and you're a member of that social media platform, Respond in both places. Yeah. It, it's it, I, it, I'm not saying you need to. I'm just making a suggestion. It would help us more than you know. We're not good at it. And I can tell you at least one of them has shadow banned us in the past. Um, I talked about that on that Business of THP show. Instagram did. Uh, we didn't do anything wrong. We put out a contest for a towel that had a picture of a oh, beer on it. Oh, that's right. I remember. And they shadow banned our account for promoting alcoholic beverages. Yep. Well, that's not real. I mean, we weren't promoting alcoholic no. beverages. It was a clip art kind of foamy beer mug. Yeah. And because of that, we've probably been penalized 100% on followers. Oh, yeah. It was bad. You know, from what we would have 80, 90,000 to a certain amount. And we're still not quite getting the reach we should be based on algorithm. But we're getting there. And uh, we're going to continue to grow there but our number one priority is always our website readers form community and it always will be and that's just how we do things so this show is obviously on facebook and youtube mm -hmm. and our forum and website so we appreciate you guys following anywhere you'd like to if you want to be involved in the super chat however you do need to be on facebook or youtube yes they cannot post on the website and have it go to super no. chat. um that's pretty cool though yeah, that would be pretty nice. But now it doesn't work. Uh, they will not let us. Now, this one's going to go down the line for us because we've talked about this one a lot. So yes. A THP are asked, your it. least favorite traveled area? Because yes. we've traveled the country just about. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a portion that I've not been to, but for the most part, yeah, we've been everywhere. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, please. Okay. So, and I read this on the forum. Um, so it's, it shouldn't become- Switch this camera to you real fast. I want them to get a good close-up as you explain this. <laughs> okay. We have traveled a lot of places, but we had quite the experience driving down the I-10 corridor where we hit. For those that don't know, the I-10 corridor goes from the northeast side of Florida all the way to basically Texas. Yes, exactly. And um, were we driving we to were driving Austin? To Austin yeah, we were right? driving to Austin. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what was the time? The big, big RV. 42 yes. feet. Yes. And so we're driving. First, we go through Mobile, Alabama which was oh. interesting. Yeah. No offense to anybody who lives in Mobile, Alabama. Just... <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that ship is sailed. No, 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 no. It was just the area that we were in was interesting. Um, And then we got to the Biloxi area. That's where things really went bad. <laughs> because we stopped to get gas, right? Yeah. And... Maybe when you were pulling out, you hit. Well, no. So let me explain the story. You can go back down the line. Okay. There was a car coming in towards us. Right. And we had to turn out. Right. And we're a behemoth. Yeah. We're massive. 42 feet. Yeah. I had a choice 
of hitting a little cement pylon like or hitting yellow things. Yeah, yeah. or hitting a car. Right. And I chose the pylon. Right. Which I don't know, <laughs> looking back, if it was the right choice. <laughs> Probably not. And it wasn't major damage. It was one of the outside doors. Was right. Busted. Now you can go back to you. Okay. So we're like, okay, it's not great, but it's fine. So we're driving back down. And then all of a sudden, we hear a noise. We're like, what is that? And it was the door flying down I-10 because it flew off of our RV. So then we have to go get it. <laughs> and then we have to go stop at a, like an RV park for the night. Yeah. Um, call like a mobile whatever person to come because we have to get it fixed. So this guy comes. Let's just say that he was everything that I would picture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to not, that's all I'm going to say. And so he's there and he's trying to weld the door back on. He reeks of cigarette smoke. And he, he was there for like five hours because too. he was yelling at his lady. Yeah. If you remember having like a screaming match with his lady about something. I don't know. He reeked of booze and cigarettes and, and his holding like a, reeked holding, of booze holding a welding torch. yeah holding a welding torch with his like ripped up wife beater and like one tooth and, and he kept it was talking like, and i couldn't understand a word no he was it was and we were just like please for the love of god get us out of here like yeah. it was it was not good and then <laughs> we keep driving fun and finally that gets welded on not great by the way but enough that we can continue then we get to new orleans and those roads are just atrocious. Yeah. And that's not their fault. That was Katrina and things just never got fixed. But then <laughs> we were getting onto the highway. And do you remember they had like all those barricades? Yeah. And they were like creeping in. And so like it was barely big enough for like a regular car. Definitely not big enough for us. So like let's just say that a couple of those barricades got hit. <laughs> so slide this back towards the two of us. Okay. The moment with those barricades where we didn't hit any of them. No, we did. Did you hit them? You were driving. Well, then, yeah, I hit them. Um, they got hit. <laughs> she said, I'm 100% certain that these three states could fall off the map and nobody would notice. Yeah, I was I was like, I'm done with this area. We're never coming back. <laughs> um, I have two takes on this uh -huh. subject. I feel like there was more too, but I think I blocked it out. You probably did. I think I did. The first is, do you remember when we got to the RV place in New Jersey? <gasps> we pulled in. And pulled right back and out. And pulled right back out and just said, keep our money. We're, we're done. Pretty sure they were cooking meth over there. Yeah, like every RV had aluminum foil on the shades. Yeah. Like New Jersey was an interesting Oh, place. and then we got to Austin and I was driving. Didn't know it was hilly. Going up the hill called hill country i didn't know okay i didn't know geography is not my strong suit right we're going up the hill didn't have cruise control on oh yeah you gotta have the cruise set on yeah that on a pretty sure pusher. we started going in reverse like the speedometer kept going it was like 40 35 30 like i couldn't i'm hitting the gas but like nothing nothing was happening yeah. like we couldn't go up the hill i'm freaking out i'm like it yeah let's just say that was that was not a good trip. Yeah, that one was not a great trip. No. Um, we've had we I, had some great ones. We had some good times you know, on the trip. There was a trip to Iowa that we absolutely adore. Is it weird that the only th the other thing I remember from the Biloxi stop was we tried the new Domino's sauce? Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> we ordered. We, we didn't have a choice. It was we, the was, only place you could order food. Yeah, from in so that we area. ordered Domino's and it was their new sauce, and we were like, 
it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> you know, shit pizza is still good. Yeah, pizza. exactly. Um, the New Jersey thing was interesting to me. There, yeah. There's a couple of parts when you're dealing with Ohio that are really bad. I mean, every yeah. time we drove to Ohio, the tour van broke down, remember? Oh, my God. It was every raining time. and I had to hold the door shut. Yeah. That was the smaller one, actually. Yeah, that was the tour. That was the, the actual tour. Yeah, van. and I had to put like a, a towel down by the door because the door wouldn't close all the way and it was raining. And I don't think we've ever been to Ohio where the weather was okay. Like it was no. always really shitty weather. But to be fair, I've never been to California where the weather's nice either. But that's my other one is California. Uh-huh. I hate that state. Like I love the people, some of the people there that we work with and everything. Agreed. But like it's just everything is so backwards and just not right. Mm-mm. Like everything about it. So those are my two. Fortunately, I'm not taking an RV to California. Nor no. Nor taking one anywhere because we don't own one anymore. No. But, but I would own one again. I know that sounds crazy. I would. Really? No, don't get it. Don't get any ideas. But I would. I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed. Yeah, it's seeing... different than you want. Plus, we're the yeah. only two Jews in the world that owned an RV. I'm Probably, hundred percent sure. Probably, but there were like I enjoyed a lot of the yeah. experience. RV community is a very friendly community. Yes. Really helpful. Yes. Um, and the modern conveniences that exist make it pretty mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, agreed. Um. So that's kind of some of the things that yeah you know we can kind of share and i have lots of other stories that one day i can share with people yeah probably not publicly maybe not because <laughs> i still remember the red solo cup that had nothing to do with drinking no yeah no that um, was not good either so switching gears next thp or question okay this one's kind of a gearhead question mm-hmm. and i liked it they said the, what's the evolution like of tour irons and tour irons are an interesting subject because What's a tour iron? Is it what's used on tour or is it what's labeled on tour? But the general consensus is tour irons have gotten massively more forgiving outside of the muscle back, just massively more forgiving. I was talking to the person who designs Titleist irons and they said, if you took our player's iron, the one that's in a lot of the bags of the tour players right now, it is more forgiving than their game improvement irons from just six years ago. Really? Yes. The use of tungsten, the better shaping, the better sole design, everything about it. So I think that that aspect is really kind of the nuts and bolts of it. You can go to a smaller iron and get more forgiveness. Now, with that said, it doesn't mean more forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And sole size will be a little bit of a determining factor there. I'm a big believer that the wide sole will help almost all golfers, but there is some trade-offs. So I also think blade length has gotten longer in a lot of player irons. So there's, there's a lot there, but nobody has to necessarily fear them, even if it won't necessarily help them. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Hopefully that answers the question. Let's jump to the Aerojet winner. Okay. Last week we had a contest, pretty easy to enter. I think that, the reason I like doing them that way is because it gets people to enjoy it and enjoy the show. And yeah. obviously there's a promotion of the show involved, but you know, it's the pool's not as you might, it's not as hard to win the contest. Mm-hmm. You have to watch a show. You, God, you ask anybody to do anything to win other than retweet and like, or right. something like that. And you don't get as many entries. Yeah. So um, the winner of the contest, I'm using the name that they used as the commenter. I don't necessarily, I think I know who it is, but I'm not going to get into the form side right. of it. The winner is Butch Butler. You won the Aerojet driver. Congratulations. You're going to send a private message to Morgan mm-hmm. on the THP forum with your full name and shipping address, and we will send that head out to you. Perfect. Okay. Does that work? That works. Um, switching gears. 
we had All a ta- right. we had a taco truck as the teaser. Yes. You know, that took way too long for me to do too. It was um, good though. I liked it. Had the little WGP logo that's yes. on the guitar right in the, the menu. Uh, right on the yeah, menu. Yeah, I liked it. So let's talk some tacos. Okay. First, I put too much into this. I know. I'm not going to go down the path. You're not going to give us the history of the taco and all that. But I do know it. I'm Um, sure you do. When you think of tacos. Yes. My first question to relate it back to this is, why are tacos not more of a golf food? You know, we talked about this earlier, and that's a really good question because it is kind of a finger food as far as like, you know, being super easy to eat. You can eat it quickly. Easy to cook, so the grill could have it ready at the turn. Yeah. And I know, like, in some regions, Southern California, in some parts of Texas, it is. In some parts of Florida, it is. Uh, Our old club in Clearwater used to have a taco thing at the turn. But it's not as, I guess, accepted as the hot dog hamburger and even, like, a turkey sandwich. Even though I think that it's easier to eat than all of those. Which is also interesting because the breakfast burrito was kind of popular everywhere. Yeah. And that's the same thing, basically. I'm going to start a petition. I think tacos should be the standard food at the turn. I like it. I'm I think a- horses can make good money on it by having three different protein choices, a bunch of little toppings, walk up. Hey, I want like, you know, Moe's or Subway. Go back to Subway with the, I want this, this, this in it. Do it or have it on the screen on your GPS. You order, I want beef, chicken, or steak, or yeah. pork, or al pastor, or seafood, whatever it is. Yeah. Add your toppings, pick them up at the Easy. turn. Easy. Yeah. Two in an order, $9.99, you're out the door. Exactly. I think that that should be a real thing. I agree with you. Now, if we dive in deeper. Yes. Obviously, when people think tacos, they think hard versus soft. Uh-huh. Taco Bell brought that to us. Uh-huh. And they think corn versus flour. Yes. Where do you stand on those? And switch uh, it to you. Okay. Um, I am firmly in the flour over corn tortilla. I do not like corn tortillas. I will eat them if given to me. But if I have my preference, it will be flour every single time. And soft over hard. Although I don't mind a hard taco, I find them messier. So I like to soft over hard. Those are my choices. As it relates to the golf conversation, I think you're probably right. The soft yeah. makes the most sense. Plus, wrap them up in foil. You can have a couple of them pre-done. Yep, exactly. Um, what like toppings wise, or I shouldn't say toppings, fillings. fillings. Like, what's your protein of choice? Okay, so number one, always al pastor. Yeah, always. That is kind of messy though. It can be. So sec- Al Carbone can be that way too with the steak and the onion and everything. Yeah. So second, I'll keep it simple. Go with chicken. That's pretty easy. Um, Boring. Um, and then I really don't like – see, here's my problem with like a beef ta- – not a ground beef, but like a shredded beef taco. I feel like it gets like stringy. Like it's too hard to oh, eat. love a good beef taco. I, I like do. the ground beef taco. But too. I'll be honest, I'm good with like a plain bean taco too. It is funny when we watched something on the history of tacos. Yeah. How influential Taco Bell was in tacos being – Americans had American. no idea. Yeah. They didn't really know what a taco no. was. And uh, Taco Bell, the founder, was rather instrumental in making that a mainstream food. Yeah. Um, super interesting. If you haven't seen that, it's on the History Channel. Oh, it's a great food, show. Food you should watch it. America. It's amazing. The Taco Bell one is absolutely fantastic. I'm, if I always have a choice, it's always going to be seafood. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? I'm really big into shrimp tacos lately, like yeah. black and shrimp. So, so good. For me, I'm going to go seafood, but if not, give me pastor or carbone. Mm-hmm. Love both. I'm kind of an equal opportunity. My problem with a lot of tacos now, they take away a lot of the fillings and just cram a shit ton of slaw in there. Yeah, I don't you- want to feel like I'm flossing my teeth when I'm eating a taco. <laughs> you hate slaw to begin with. So I'll that- eat it in a taco. Yeah. I, oh. I, I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite. The taco, uh, the... So I, if you're going to go like completely different, like a raw tuna taco, if you oh, go like good. an Asian, yes, like that's so good too. So like, it just depends. Like I'll pretty much, you can put anything into a taco form and I'm going to eat it. Yeah. 
Because that just sounds I, amazing. I feel like a lot of people miss out because they're like, oh, let me just get the grilled chicken tacos. They don't really Or like a ground beef because that's all I've Yeah, they've made. always yeah. ever had. Or in that case, like their Midwest meat potato. I just want a steak taco. Yeah. Like, explore a little yeah, bit. Yeah, fusion tacos are so good. So good. Oh, my God. Ooh, like a bulgogi taco. I've <gasps> had that before. That that's be really so good. Bulgogi, for those that don't know. Wow. What are you hitting down? No, it's the battery pack. Oh. It keeps hitting a little thing. Uh, bulgogi is a Korean beef dish. Yes, it is it's amazing. To die for. Um, but yeah, we, there's a lot of them that I think we're going to explore. And I think we need to work this into a THP experience. We Ooh. had tacos at Briggs ranch, um, at the yeah. turn for those that don't know a Briggs ranch or didn't follow. There's a taco truck, where right? You can pretty much choose That's what so you want. Cool. It is so cool. And the food is fantastic. And you got quesadillas there too. They did. Each was day shocked. it was taco quesadilla or slider. Oh. And you had a choice of a couple of proteins. So, uh, I feel like we need to incorporate this and do something like an experience where there's a taco bar involved. Yeah. That and would people be in the chat saying these aren't tacos. No, what? get the hell out of here. Of what course they're tacos. Not taco. Yeah. Of course they're tacos. Oh, this is going to be like the whole is a hamburger or a hot dog a sandwich situation. Yeah. Like, Whatever. These people in their shallow depth of field when it comes to food. Like, yeah. Oh, I eat steak, potato. Basically, if it came in that Swanson's TV dinner that they had the <laughs> aluminum foil, that's their, that's <laughs> and their the, entire and food like the pyramid. little side of corn and the, the apples. <laughs> yeah. That's like, the entire food pyramid is either in a box wrapped no. in plastic no. or Came you got to experiment with food. If it comes to the hungry man, you get the double portion, you know, no. and then they had the little brownie in the corner. No. Like that's that's what these people. Although the brownie was good. Yeah, the brownie was good. Yeah. Um, but like the, a THP experience where we work on a taco. Yes, I, I'm down. I with feel that. like this needs to happen. Oh, I wonder if we could do that in like a margarita something to go. Yeah, with maybe it. a margarita yeah. something. And anybody who's going to Briggs Ranch, the margarita is way way better than ranch water. Ranch water tastes like shit. I've never had it. It's awful. I've never had People it. People love it. I mean, it's, it's not awful. surprised I don't really drink. So it's awful. Yeah. Um. So I like it. I like this idea. We want to hear from you guys. Somebody, when the show is over, start a thread. Favorite tacos. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's a shitty title. Something like favorite taco protein. Yeah, I think we might actually have a thread on that. It's possible. Yeah. So we want to know what's the best protein in a taco. Yeah. Because I. There, you know, it doesn't have to be just chicken. There's ways to do it or pork. Oh, or... yeah. It doesn't even have to be meat, like I said. Yeah. So... I think a bean taco is delicious, actually. Are you Chris Fashal? No, but remember, he recommended a place oh, in Nashville and, and the, I tried it and it was really good. Was the best taco there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. just don't know no, until you try. That's what I'm saying. You should always try something. You never I feel know. like if we're going to do a taco bar, we need to tap into our friend Chris Kosky at Skytrack. Oh, yeah. Enough. He is like a taco connoisseur. He, he's he a taco connoisseur. He knows his tacos. So yes. I feel like this is going to happen. We're going to do a taco experience. Okay. Okay. Um, couple things to clean up before we get to what a lot of people are waiting for, which is the granddaddy announcement. Yes. Um, so we have a goat event. Yes. The goat cup. I'm actually wearing up oh, wrong hand over here. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I'm, yeah. It's really it's hard. Become, uh, like, uh, no, idiot. it's just with the uh, dir- already there. It's the directions with the cameras. It's confusing. Um, so the goat cup takes place, kicks off next week. Yes. Right now you can go enter. All you got to do is pick which team's going to win. Like literally just That's pick it. the freaking team. Yeah. And the prize, 50, pack, 50 shot. the prize pack are all, are awesome. So I think like that's worth entering. Make sure you follow along. It's going to be awesome. First look for THPers at Arbor Links in a live update thread. This place is unreal. Yeah. And we're going to do something pretty cool with Arbor Links next year for one of our events. Are we now? Yeah. Okay. It's one of the ones that hasn't really been explored. No, I know. So, you know, I feel like it needs a couple of events there. Um, Tomorrow. Yes. 
those on the forum can sign up to win a tree, a free shirt. Wow. A free trip. <laughs> I haven't had coffee and caffeine in like a week. Liar. I, mean, I, had I made you a cup morning, of coffee this no, morning. No real major caffeine. No. Um, so you can win a free trip. Shaft up three. Signups go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to win airfare, accommodations, food, lodging, uh, playing Hidden Creek, private course, uh-huh. a new paradigm driver of your whichever one you get fit into, mm-hmm. and a fitting with Danny Lee for a premium US team and be a shaft that'll go into it. And you're going to put that driver in play. Like, awesome. It's free. Yeah. It costs zero dollars. Yeah. Uh, Except maybe to join the Albatross Club, $34.95. Join, your, join the Albatross Club and the cost to get your golf bag on the plane. Yes, I'm not paying for that. No. No. But it's coming. It's going to New Jersey, ironically enough, after my discussion about New Jersey. Hey, when we finally found a good hotel in New Jersey, it wasn't bad. And their pizza is delicious. Pizza is delicious. The Italian little spots are uh, uh, pretty good. Um, somebody asked, can I have buy shirt? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're not quite completely in the English spectrum yet. Um, or maybe really old and losing their mind. It says, can I have buy shirt? I don't know. Can you have this shirt? No, I'm wearing it. Maybe he meant, can I buy that shirt? I don't know. Maybe. It's from last year's uh, Callaway Callaway lineup. Um, I would check out Callaway Apparel. Remember, Callaway Apparel is different than Callaway. So check out the Callaway Apparel website. You might be able to find this one on Closeout. It's got little tears all over it, like my opponents in the Goat Cup. They look like little blood droplets to me. Little tears for my opponents this coming week. (laughs) Um. Off course tomorrow. Yes. For those that listen to the show, fascinating. fascinating. It's got somebody who designed a putter and putter style who used to play on tour. Uh, holds a course record for a place not too far from here with a 62. The guy can play. So um, you're going to want to listen to that. It's one of those things where like people talked earlier. Do you suck at putting? Yes. Well, maybe it's worth a change. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's worth changing something. Just throwing that out there. Um. For those that are tuning in just to find out who the granddaddy member is, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> we decided we're just going to put it off till next just week's kidding. show. Have a nice day, everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, no, we're going to give that out. And I got to remember who it was because I can't find it on this sheet. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. You ready? So the way this was done was rather interesting. Yes. We've done everything with the granddaddy a little different this year. Mm-hmm. We let you guys nominate captain choices. We let you guys vote to choose the captain choices. Yep. You guys chose M. Maynard. Um, you guys have been part of this contest and everything else this entire time. This contest was one that kind of mattered to me. And maybe I did a really shitty job of explaining it. I, I, thought, I thought I did a decent job. I thought job. you did a good job like, of explaining it. The question was super easy. Why you? Why yeah. should you be in the granddaddy? Yeah. Almost knocked that over. I me. saw that. Um, and I think I, I mentioned earlier, I think people get tied up with what do we want to hear? Yeah, I think that that's... And I totally respect that. Listen, yeah. I would probably do the same thing. We just appreciate you guys entering. Nobody deserves this kind of thing. But when you get answers like that, like nobody deserves it, I just want to go, you know, like that's hard because yeah. you're right mm-hmm. in a way, but that doesn't tell us why you. Right. Um, it's like a college entrance. Yeah, it's really... Letter. Well, first of all, not everybody likes to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I know I don't. Um, I know you don't. No. I, I would have definitely lost this. Nah, I probably would have won this one. I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff. Uh. But 10 words is not a lot either. Maybe we should have made it 20. I don't know. Maybe. 10 words is hard. It was still a lot to read. Yeah. Um. So there were some that were just not good. Why not me? 
you know, <laughs> that's true. I mean, it, it's honest in some ways. It you is know? honest. Um, the, the biggest thing is it's really hard to judge it just as hard as it is hard to enter mm-hmm. it. So the way we did it is we copied each entry and put it in a Word doc because I don't know how to use Excel and sent it off to the voters. I'm going to teach him one day. One and day. then I chose. Um, and I chose off the Word doc too because I didn't remember who wrote each thing. Mm-hmm. And the winner is a first-time THP event goer. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. And I say really, like I don't already know this. I already know who the winner. Is. I wrote the entry, but I don't have his name, so I hope I don't butcher his name. Uh huh. But I want to. Like, I I really hope that the way that these entries have come out, you were dragging this. I know on. because this one meant a lot to me. I really hope the way that these entries came out, they continue for the next contest right. because teaser, uh, the next contest is coming up really soon. Okay. So not next week. We're going to have you follow the Goat Cup, but mm-hmm. the week after, and here's a little teaser. You're going to want to follow the Goat Cup if you want in. Oh. So. All right. Just throwing that out there. Um, but the winner, congratulations and welcome to Team THP, Just Brad. How you, would you butcher that, by the way? I. It's literally the word just and Brad. Words because just I just Brad. had Brad. But it says just Brad. It you does? Butcher, just Brad. You can't oh, butcher. Oh, my God. It does really say that there. What do you know? <sighs> it's been a long day already. I've started working at 4 a.m. <laughs> Um, okay. So congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> you are headed to the granddaddy of mall. I'm going to send you a, a message because there's a small little thing that goes with that. Yeah. And then you can get with your team and, uh, we can't, we're so excited. He's entered every single granddaddy contest, I believe mm-hmm. for like a decade. Damn. And he finally got in. That's awesome. And he congratulations. Was, oh, he's on the chat. It says no effing way that's me oh that's awesome that's awesome i didn't even notice you were in here but congratulations i can't really see the people see, as they're chatting. It says just brad just it's just brad <laughs> thanks <laughs> no problem um we are not going to have a show next week no because you would not be i'll here. be gone for most of the week but yeah. we will be back the following week with a jam-packed show yes um, and then i think it's mother's day just throwing that out there you can see your son is uh, handling things well yes he's, he's on his perch sleeping yes so thank you guys for tuning in for myself and morgan uh we just want to say thanks we've yeah. enjoyed doing the show and we love that you guys tune in and join us we're each glad week. to be back we are glad to be back so no show next week we'll see you the week after bye everybody bye everybody thp radio on the hackers paradise podcast network your number one source for all things golf subscribe on itunes to never miss an episode